0: This morning we are uh, concluding a sermon series that we've been in through Advent and Christmas uh, that we've called God Came Down. And we've seen that really the the entire plot of the Bible from beginning to end is the story of God's downward pursuit of his people. God not being content uh, to stay in heaven and leave us to our sin and misery moved down into our world so that we could know him, so that we could have relationship with him, Ultimately, so that he could transform this entire world into his kingdom under his rule. And so, this morning, our scripture reading uh, will be from Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 27. If you're willing and able, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? Our reading today is Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 27. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. This is the word of the Lord. It's absolutely true, and it's given to us in love. Thank you. You may be seated. I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me. I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer. O oh, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Consecrate me now to thy service by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope, and my will be lost in thine. Amen. Over the last couple of weeks, little more than a month, we have been in a series where we have entitled, God Came Down. First, we talked about God came down to find us. Then we heard that God came down for us. Then we heard that God came down to be known. Then God came down to dwell with us. And God came down in the flesh and today we're going to talk about God came down so that you can get up. One of my biggest takeaways from this series is that we see God making a move toward us. Not only do we see it in this series, but we see it throughout the Bible that God is making a move. Not just a move, but God is making the first move. That's what we see throughout the Bible. God is making the first move. God goes first, and we always go second. Can y'all get that? God goes first, then we always go second. God reaches out, then we respond to God's reaching out. It's only after God has moved that we can make a move. Knowing that God always makes the first move, it is our turn to make a move. Now, I want to I say this. I'm extremely cautious about telling or instructing or even acting like I got the answer or that I have any ability to tell folk what their move, how they should move in response to who God is. While I'm cautious about that, I do believe that we have to make a move when we hear about His goodness. When we see His goodness, there, there has to be a response from us, that, that something has to happen. No, I'm not talking about, well, I'm going to ask everybody to close your eyes and bow your head as I pray and to lift your hands in the air. No, I'm not going to talk about some, some naming and it. No, I don't have. Seven principles to live in your best life. I don't have any of that. But I do believe that Scripture tells us that when God moves, we ought to move. And God is such a loving God that he just doesn't leave it up to us to decide how we're going to move. He gives it to us in his word on how we must move. So, so you might be saying, how do we respond the one true and living God? How do we respond to the creator of all mankind? How do we respond to the one who gave the birds the wings to fly? How do we respond to the one that gave the lion his roar? Are y'all with me this morning? How do we respond to the one who created all living things? How do we respond to the one that gave us the air that we breathe? how Just, just how do we respond to him? How, how do we gather in ourselves to say, I want to follow him? How do we say, I, 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 I've got to go after him? See, for far too long, including myself, church folk, the Christian, has believed that it is all, its all it has been all about us. We believe that, that, that we just all of a sudden sudden out of nowhere decided that we don't want to live like this anymore. We decide that, that all of a sudden that, that my life needs a change. what well, I want us to know, brothers and sisters, in order for us to respond, in order for us to get up, we got to realize that the condition that we were in, much like right now, dead. <laughs> we, we were dead. Scripture tells us. We, 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 it, it, I, I get excited when I see something that's in our reading that, that I prepared in the sermon, but, but we were dead, not almost dead. We were completely dead. Le, le, listen, you know, no, no, we, we wasn't limping. We wasn't barely hanging on. We were not on life support. We were dead. That had already taken us Listen, and use your imagination. Rolled us to the morgue. In other words, it was saying there was nothing else that could happen for this person. This person was dead. But but God, being rich in His mercies, because of His love toward us, while we were dead in our trespasses, while we were yet sinners, while we were yet enemies of God, He breathed life into us. Y'all, that's y'all know what I'm finna say, right? That's good stuff. That's a reason to be happy because he breathed in us while we were enemies because of his great love toward us. Y'all, it is by by grace that we have been saved. It's because of his love that we were awakened. And as a result of the awakening, our desires should change. He is such a loving God. He he wakes us. He, He breathes in us. And he gave those that was at enemy his enemy's life. Y'all, that was us. We were his enemies. All of us, no, no matter how good we think we were. You know, I, I, there, there's a list of things that I can probably come up with that I didn't do this and I didn't do that. And I did this and I helped folk and I did this. But guess what, y'all? I was still an enemy of his It wasn't until he breathed life. It wasn't until life, his life-giving breath was breathed into my body. Is there a witness in here that know what I'm talking about? That it was his breath that gave you life. It was him who awakened you from your sin. It was him who arrested you and gave you new hope. So in that passage that was read in Luke chapter 9, it says this to us. And he says... To all, if anyone come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. I want to talk about three things. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. What does it mean? Listen, listen, listen. I, I, I don't have this. I'm not describing this as a formula. But what I'm saying, I believe in you... Follow me in this passage of scripture, you'll see how important it is to deny yourself. For one, what does it mean to deny ourselves? Denying ourselves means to give up anything that we want or seek that will hinder our doing the will of God. This does not mean that if we want something, it is necessarily wrong. It means that we take our desires and, and take them out of the place that only God should reign. Are you following me so far? So what what is happening is is the things that, that, that drive us, the things that we want ought not be greater than us wanting God. It ought not be greater than us wanting God. I'm talking about denying ourselves. I'm talking about making a move. I'm talking about getting up because he came down. Nothing ought to drive us more than being in the will of God. His will ought to be greater than anything that we want. We ought to be just like Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Not my will, but thine will be done. We ought to be to a place where we just wrap out everything around him. His, we ought to put our own interests in the background in order to please him. I, yeah, yeah, that ain't, that, ain't, that, ain't, that ain't what we want, is it, y'all? I understand if you're quiet. I understand because that's not what we want. I don't want to put nobody before me. I ain't by myself. Hello? I want what I want. Does anybody understand where I'm coming? Listen, but in Christ, y'all, we have to put ourselves in the back God comes in the front. Listen, a, a distant second. You understand me? You know, people be happy about being in second place, but you know what second place is, right? First place loser. <laughs> Are you listening to me? So God ought to be in first place. God, Listen, God ought to be so far ahead of anything else we want, we can't even call what we want second. Are y'all following me so far? God ought to be everything. God ought to be high and lifted up. We ought to be drawn to him because of who he is and what he's done for us. He ought to be number one in our life. He ought to drive everything that we do. Nothing we do ought to be based on what we want, but everything to do with who he is. It's, it's not wrong. I, I want to I say this. It's not wrong to have nice things. It's not wrong to want to have a fine car. It's not wrong to want to have a roof over your head. But you ought not want that more than you want to be in His will. That's all I'm saying. That, that's all I'm saying. We got to get to a place where we're willing to deny ourselves, where we're willing to say, for God I live, for God I'm willing to die. We must Reject a life based on self-interest and self-fulfillment. It's not just saying. It is so much so, it is not just saying, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. Because when we think about denying ourselves, y'all, we, we wrap this up around about what we are and what we're not going to do. I'm so much talking about denial. Scripture is so much talking about denial. It means that, that everything is about him. It's not just about our behavior. It's not just about uh, uh, how we treat someone. It's about surrendering our entire life to Christ. It's about making sure that nothing is more important. I'm saying the same thing because I want to build a case. I want you to follow me. It's about making sure that he is number one. It's not about a partial surrender. It's about a total Surrender. It's a not, uh, God, you can have this part of my life, but I got this under control. It's about all of me belongs to you. I never arrested a man, arrested a man who gave me a partial surrender. I never did. I never did. And one way or the other, he was gonna, it was going to be a total surrender on his behalf. Even if I had to fight him, he was going to surrender at some point. But see, God, God, God ain't finna wrestle with us. Hello, I'm, I want us to get... look, look, look. We can't, we can't wrestle him. Our arms too short. We can't box with God. Listen, he, he, he know. Y'all, y'all ever seen the cartoon? Just put your hand. Was it three stools? Just put your hand on one head, and they just swing it. They just beating in the air. We look more ridiculous than that. <laughs> Trying to go against God. So it's, it's denying ourselves, it's, it's giving up anything that we want to go after him. Then he says, take up, he says this, take up his cross. Let him deny himself. Take up his cross. What does it mean to take up his cross? When Jesus spoke these words, they understood, those that were around understood exactly what he was talking about. Before a man died, His cross was put on his back, and he carried this cross to his place of execution. Carrying this cross signified that this person was condemned. He was, in fact, he had been found guilty of what had been charged, the charges against him. And additionally, what he was saying is that I have now surrendered to the authorities and that my life is going to be taken away from me. When he said, take up his cross, they understood that the cross was an instrument of torture, an instrument of death and humiliation. If someone was to take up their cross, y'all, they understood that it was a one-way journey. They understood once they put that cross on their back that they was walking to a place, and at that place they would not return on their own power. They will be carried back. They understood that when they put up the cross, to take up the cross, meant that I am about to die. No one volunteered to put a cross on their back. No one said, you know what? I'm guilty of this. Let me throw the cross on my back. No one volunteered to put a cross on their back but our Lord and Savior. No one. No one put himself uh, in a position to be tortured but our Lord and Savior. He's making the move, y'all. He, he is making the move. The cross is put on you. Jesus says this. He says, take up the cross. Let him take up his cross and follow me. He's give, he means for us to give our whole life to Him. It means for, for us to, to take it up and to submit to His authority, submit to what, what He has, for us to realize that, that it was Him who gave it to us. It was Him who gave us life. He wants us to submit. Not only this, y'all, and I I'll talk about that a little bit later, but it says this, that, that He wants us to do it daily. Daily is because, y'all, this, this is not this, you know, we, we, we I don't want to talk about anybody. I don't want to throw shots at anybody. But, you know, we, 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 we pray a prayer. We say this thing, and we get up, and we walk away, and we never come back. Are, are y'all following me? Y'all, that's not, that's not how a Christian life is. Y'all, we got to go to God daily. We, we have to go to him. We have to ask for renewed strength. I know I do. I, the prayer that I prayed yesterday, I had to pray that again this morning. I'm going to have to pray that again tomorrow because I need, I need to take up my cross every day. I need to realize I need to be just as excited tomorrow as I was yesterday about the God who died for me. And sometimes life doesn't present in itself in a way that I'm excited uh, just uh, Monday just like I was on Friday. Sometimes between Friday and Monday, I've had some ups, I've had some downs, I've had some heartaches, I've been attacked, and, 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 and I'm confused. And, I, and sometimes I even wonder, God, do you love me? That may not be y'all, but that's me. And that's why I need to take up my cross daily. That's why I have to grab a hold of that cross and say, God, I surrender my way to your will. God, I trust you with my whole life. No, I don't understand why things are coming at me. No, I don't understand why I have ups and downs. But because I trust you, because I surrender everything that I have to you, God, you work and orchestrate my life as you will. We have to take up our cross daily. Now, does that mean we're going to be perfect? No. No, that, that, means, that means that we realize that we need him. So how do, we, how do we make the first move? How do we take the first move? We surrender our life to him. We take the first move by saying, God, not what I want, but what you want by realizing that God made the first move. We've been hearing all month long that he came down. He came down for us, y'all. He came down, guess what, to do what we could not do for ourselves. He came down to be with us to Listen, listen. He's coming back to dwell with us. Y'all, we couldn't dwell with him in the state that we were in. So he came down, y'all, to make the things right, make things right so we can dwell in his presence. Yeah, that's, that's right. Some, somebody else should have said hallelujah. <laughs> Are y'all following me? He came down and he did this for us. What does it mean when he says, take up your cross, take up, he should take up his cross and follow me. And follow me. In other words, he says, do like I did. It's, it's simple. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's really not that, it's not that complicated. Do like I do. Follow me. Do, do like I did. He walked in after now. He he. He decided to give up himself. We must learn to carry our cross. We must learn that even though for Christ, the cross was an instrument of death and torture, for us, it's not the same thing. It don't mean the same thing for the Christian. The cross symbolized that Jesus has the right to my life and that I've submitted To his will, the one who I used to rebel against, the one who I used to not do his thing. The cross for me means the cross, not just for me, but for us. It means something different. It means that I have surrendered my life to the one who has all power. I've surrendered my life and given total authority to the one who's able, y'all, to guide me, to the one who came down for me, for the one who did for me what I could not do for myself. I have surrendered my life to him. Does anybody want to take up their cross today? Does anybody want to grab a hold of that cross and just put yourself in a position of surrender? That I have surrendered my life to you. For us, the cross is a place of sacrifice. For Jesus, it meant him giving his life. But for us, It meant that we were, we received freedom over the over death and the power of sin. For Christ, that's where he was glorified. But for us, it's a place of forgiveness and restoration. Anybody glad about that? That it was that cross, it was at the cross, y'all, that we received forgiveness. It was at the cross that we was restored, that we were put in right relationship for, with God. So since he came down, y'all, it's time for us to make a move. I, I, I don't want you to feel like you got to do anything, you ain't got to raise your hand, but within your heart, as you sit there. You listen, you know if there's things in your life that you need to surrender. You know if there's things in your life that you've been holding on to. You know if there are things in your life that you've been saying that I got this under control, knowing good and well you don't have it under control. These are the things that we need to surrender to God. I'm thinking about this, y'all. As the new year is coming in, it's 2020, and 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 I know some people were like, you know, I'm not going to have a new year's resolution but I find that not to be true. Everybody got something that they want to do next year that that they didn't get accomplished this year. Everybody got something. Watch this, watch this. Anybody in here want to be better in 2020 than you was in 2019? Anybody want to lose a few pounds in 2020? Anybody want to be a better spouse in 2020, a better parent? Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen people, the people that ain't clapping, that's because they don't want you to know they got a New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, 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 that's just me now. Don't, don't be mad at me after service. But that's, that's how it is. That's how it is. Y'all, there, there are things that we want to be better at next year. There are things I want to be better at later on this afternoon. <laughs> I don't want to wait the next year. I need, to start, I need to start working on some stuff right now today, this hour, so I can be better than I was when I walked in this door. I want to be better. And you know how we start that? By surrendering our will to his way. Amen. By taking up our cross, by denying ourselves, by surrendering every part of our life to him. Y'all, it's time for us to make a response. It's time for us. It's listen, I'm not saying you got to run and tell nobody. This is between you and God. You this is between you and him as he works on your heart, as he's here, as he listen, if you realize that he has awakened you, but you have not yet totally surrendered to him, now is your moment. Now, now now is your moment. Y'all, we do it all the time. We, we, we do it all the time. We decide this, y'all. How many people have said, I'm going I'm to do better? I'm going to do better. Has anybody ever said that? If you hadn't, meet me after church so we can pray for you. <laughs> y'all, that's, that's us. It, it, is, it is simple. So what, what are we going to do? How do we respond to the things that God has done for us? He, he came down for us. He, he, he looked he looked upon us, y'all. He saw that we were in a mess, and he came down, and he made a way for us. Y'all, we respond by surrendering, by giving it all to him. Whenever I arrested somebody, whenever I arrested somebody, I always asked him, do you have anything in your pockets? Listen, do, do you have anything that I should know about? They tell me no. I said, Well, let me explain something to you. When I get to the jail, they're gonna search you. And if you tell me, we may be able to dispose of that right now. But once you get to the jail and they search you, they're gonna charge you, buddy. Guess how many people be like, Okay, officer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In my right shoe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, that, that's how we are. That's how we are. Look, we wanna surrender, but we wanna keep something in our right shoe. <laughs> Somebody know what I'm talking about. We, we, we wanna surrender like God don't already know. Like, when you get into the jail, they're not going to check you. Right? <laughs> they change your clothes. They're going to check your pockets. Y'all, y'all, there's nothing. We couldn't get by then, and we certainly can't get by with God. Amen. i close with this story. I, I, several years ago, I read a story about a sheep that had got lost. Sheep got lost, and the sheep was lost for six years. And when they found the sheep, the sheep's fleece had not been cut in six years. So in six years, after the sheep was was rescued, because they had been hiding out in caves and all kinds of stuff, when they took care, when they shaved him, it was 60 pounds worth of fleece, 60 pounds. And the average sheep only carries about 10 pounds. So that sheep had been carrying 60 pounds of excess weight because the sheep was lost. That's how we are. When we don't surrender everything to God, We're carrying excess weight, and it's holding us back, and we can never be who God calls us to be, because we're carrying stuff that God never intended for us to carry. He wants us to carry the cross, which is a life of surrender to his will, to his way. Look at this. Look at this. For what? It says, for... Whoever will save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? There it is. That's what's happening. We are trying to gain the world by offering a partial surrender to the one who knows everything. We wanna we wanna partially give it all to him. But we wanna keep this right here. And so on the outside, look like we're doing something. Look like we're gaining. But the more we're gaining, the more we're losing. It's, It's right there. It's it's right there in his word. So how do we respond to him? We surrender our life to him. How do we surrender our life to him? We take up our cross and we follow him. We take up our cross and say, for God, I live. For God, I'm willing to die. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website Christchurchintown.org